can go about his business. You can go about your business. Move along. I can't abide those Jawas. Disgusting, faking Star Wars Radio. That's right, it's another eruptive episode of Faking Star Wars Radio, the official podcast of FakingStarWars.net. My name is Storm Duper, and with me today in the studio is stop-motion animator Tom Yeganinski, whose recent YouTube video of a Jawa playing Eddie Van Halen's Eruption solo has gone galactic. We're going to talk all about that video and many other things as we get into it here. Um, So we're so lucky to have Tom in the studio with us today for this episode. Faker Nation, we are really excited to have uh, Mr. Tom Yegodinski all the way up from the Polar North uh, with me uh, in the studio, though, today. Um, Tom, you know, everyone's really excited to hear what you have to say about uh, this project that we're going to talk about. But before I get to that, you know, it's tradition here on Faking Star Wars Radio to just uh, give you the floor and ask, you know, how we got connected um, to, to do this interview today. I'm going to have to, well, first of all, thank you so much, Storm, for having me on. And uh, I would say the forest connected us. That's about as good as I could, yeah, that's about as good as it gets. Yeah. You know, it was it was really interesting. I saw your video come across my feed. I don't remember originally if it was on Twitter or YouTube or whatever. And as soon as I saw it, I was just like, this guy was made to be on uh, what you know what we're doing this season with the podcast, because I mean, it was Star Wars. It was weird. It was clever and it was really well made. And everything we do here on the show is very high quality. So I thought you would be a perfect guest to have. (laughs) So. Great, great. Well, um, you know, for our fans who may not be familiar with this crazy idea, you know, I I use that in the most reverent way, uh, you know, tell us a little bit about what this video is that has caught fire and has been on Rolling Stone and Nerdist and I don't know how many views you've got up to now, but tell us a little bit about the video and and, uh, what went into that. Oh, fantastic. Uh, Yeah, I I didn't expect any kind of, uh, I would have been happy if... 5,000 hardcore Eddie Van Halen fans saw this video. Um, I I honestly made the video as an exercise. Uh, uh, Let's see, let's go back. In November, I was, I'm a big Howard Stern fan. So in November, I heard Eddie's son Wolfgang on Howard. Um, My father passed away a couple years ago. So I really kind of felt for him in the, you know, guys who have lost their dads kind of thing. Um, that got sure like an emp- empathetic yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If anything, I wanted to just—I wish I could have whispered, you know, said, "Hey, man, it does get better." I mean, it never goes away, but it does get better. Um, but that got me kind of thinking. Uh, wow, it would be really a great challenge to try to animate an Eddie Van Halen guitar solo. Um, that which brings me right to Eruption, obviously, probably being like one of his most the icon- greatest, yeah, one of the greatest I mean, solos. Ever. Ever. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, that, yeah. that's where I kind of came to. I, I, uh, the, I was, I'm working on a, another project, and that one kind of came to uh, a wall. It ended up being, I'm going to have about a month and a half to kill. It's not enough time to really take a job. It's not enough time to really start something else. I got this Eddie Van Halen idea. So I just left it once again up to the forest, and I said, if they make a miniature Eddie Van Halen 5150 guitar, I'm going to get that guitar, and that's a (laughs) sign that this needs to happen. 
Of course they make it. Right, they make right. it in three different sizes. <laughs> so I got the guitar. And probably a different custom. Uh, oh, they're, they're fantastic. And then I, and oddly enough with that, um, I it was actually somebody on YouTube that pointed out to me that I had actually bastardized uh, two different Eddie Van Halen guitars. The 5150 model that I bought the 16-inch miniature of is not the Frankenstrat. I customized oh. it to look like the Frankenstrat. So, uh, you know... Two things came together. Um, I tried to be as uh, you know close to it as possible, and that I guess I don't know if that's a mistake or not. But <laughs> it looked great. It looked great. I mean, I, it was very recognizable. I'm I'm a guitarist as well, but I'm I you know I'm not as as you know I'm not a shredder you know like that. But I certainly recognized mm-hmm. the guitar and the miniature scale you know that you you created for it. Um, so 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 you got this idea, you know, you you had some empathy with Wolfgang Van Halen, I guess is his son's name, mm-hmm. right? And I actually I did I did hear yep. that interview on um on Stern as well, uh, you know, where he I think he mm-hmm. said on the interview he was not going to follow and be the replacement guitarist for Van Halen. Oh uh, right, I, you right. Know. You well, who. Who would want to do that? Yeah, exactly. That would be, uh... Yeah. So, so, so that's a fairly famous interview, and it's it's interesting to me that that was the sort of seed that put in your mind to do this. But, but everyone's wondering, like, where did the Jawa part come from as well? Like a Jawa playing okay. eruption. That's that's amazing. <laughs> well, it it came right from here. Um, I have four discarded Eddie Van Halen puppets. Uh, my forte is not creating lifelike. Uh, you know, puppets, um, monsters, creatures, robots, all that stuff is right in my field. So I thought, well, I had this idea, you know, maybe Wizard Vetty Van Halen on a mountain. I had all these ideas. All the puppets look like monsters. None of them actually look like Eddie Van Halen. And then out of pure frustration, I thought, why not just have a Jawa do it? Like, why not? <laughs> and just, just take it away from this sort of sentimental thing that you were thinking and just turn it into just fun, just pure fun. And I could definitely make a Jawa puppet. That's right in my wheelhouse. So uh, that was it. Uh, that was it. Amazing, amazing. It was just like a, a snap decision. Like, that's it. I'm the Jawa's going to do it. Lightning in you a know. bottle, you know, and you just got that inspiration. And, <laughs> and I have to say, I mean, for some reason, you know, when I saw the title of this video, I was like, what the hell is this? But just instantly, for some reason, it works. I can't explain it. I mean, you've never heard of Jawa's musical abilities in Star Wars. They, I mean, they do have kind of a euphonious lilt to their language, so maybe they do have musical <laughs> capabilities. But somehow, just those little sure. fingers, we, we've never seen Jawa fingers even, um, but just the way they articulate, right. they're so lifelike. I, I just love what you did with them. So, <laughs> No, thank you. Yeah, it's funny. He's actually... He- He's actually probably the biggest Jawa out there because in scale to match the 16-inch guitar, he's like an 18-inch puppet. Right. Like next to all my other puppets, the, the Jawa's huge. He's like, a, <laughs> a, you know, it doesn't matter. It's not realistic at all. He's like really big. Right, right. He could be a giant among Jawas, I suppose, if he was in the Star Wars uh, movie, right? Um, so, so I mean, yeah, you yeah. have a lot of you have a lot of props. You have a lot of background. I mean, I'm, I can see right there behind you. You've got the set that you used for this um, this uh, um, short film, I guess you could call it, short video. Um, how how did you get into stop motion originally? I mean, you are a professional stop motion animator right now, if I'm not mistaken, right? Mm-hmm. 
So, yep. so how did this journey start for you? Oh, geez, it started. I, this is too good to pass up. And a long time ago in a galaxy far, man, no, actually it started many years ago when I saw Star Wars for the first time um, in 1977. I was just shy of three years old. Mm-hmm. The, 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 the myth is, is that I stood in the aisle and drooled on myself. And I've never <laughs> been the same since. Wow. Yeah, I've never, I mean, I've never been. So, so you know, it was, I mean, I didn't know I was looking at stop motion back then, seeing the hollow chest. But then Clash of the Titans is a giant, giant milestone in film for me. I, I just absolutely adore that film. Of course, Ray Harryhausen. Um, that, you know, as I was younger, uh, into my teenage years, I actually got into rock and roll and I played in bands and, you know, worked your odd jobs and kind of did that life. It wasn't until my late twenties that I started to get back into art. So it kind of started with drawing and then painting and then sculpting and then kind of hitting a wall and going, well, I, I, I've made these, these characters and they all have stories. I don't know how to tell them. Um, should I write a book? Maybe that would be interesting. And a friend of mine was was like, well, you should try stop motion animation. And I, I literally looked at him and I said, you mean, you mean, you know, where you move the thing and you take a picture and you got to take 24 pictures to make it. Are you out of your mind? <laughs> That's crazy. Right. You know, what a, who watches that You have stuff to be anymore? a glutton for punishment <laughs> to want to get into stop motion in your late 20s, right? <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, but then, then I, st- I, I actually, he set me up with a cheap camera, and I moved a piece of paper, and, anim- you know, like the worst animation ever, but I saw my brain just clicked. I went, oh, my God. You mean I don't have to rely on anybody else to get this stuff done? Um, you know, 30 years playing in bands, the, the, the general frustration is you have to rely on your bandmates. So if you, you know, if you have a four-piece band, you want a four-legged table. And if one of those is, isn't quite as strong as the other ones, you're, you know, you're never really going to get to move forward. So this was an opportunity for me to go, wow, there's all this stuff I could learn and you never could master it. So, uh, it, you know, this is something I could do the rest of my life um, and not not have to rely on people. So, yeah, I was actually 35 when I started actually animating, uh, taking classes, starting learning it. I'm 46 now. Hmm. So Amazing, amazing. Yeah, yeah. Our friends at Manscaped, the global leaders in men's below-the-waist grooming, are here to tell you that you need to use the best tools for the job so you can be ready for anything on that special day. You know, over 2 million men are already trusting the Manscaped products to do that down there grooming. So make sure that you're one of them. Uh, You know, last, uh, I think it was around Christmas time, really, I was uh, looking to spice things up a little bit in the bedroom with Mrs. Duper. And things had gotten out of control during the pandemic here and everything. And uh, I was trying to be a little bit more... And I was trying to be a little bit more romantic, and I had been given a set of uh, you know the Manscaped 3.0 Perfect Package, I, and I'd been given a set of the Manscaped Perfect Package 3.0, and I gave it a try, and it was a big surprise for Mrs. Duper uh, when we got down to business. Let me tell you, it definitely improved the mood, gentlemen. So, um, you know, as you're getting ready for Valentine's Day and you're not sure what to do with your hairy lawn down there, think about this, that the Perfect Package 3.0 is led by Manscaped's revolutionary third-generation lawnmower 3.0, which has uh, 
It's an amazing trimmer. It has advanced skin-safe technology and features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents. Sharper than the sharpest lightsaber in the galaxy, everybody. It's also waterproof, which prevents a mess on the bathroom floor and in the sink, especially when it's time for Cupid to shoot his little arrow on February 14th. Let's be real, gentlemen. We have smelled so bad down there in the past. Um, and that's why, you know, I'm thankful for the Crop Preserver and Crop res Reviver, which uh, these products keep your boys from sweating, smelling, and sticking. I love it. You know, if uh, it's been a long day uh, working on the podcast and I'm starting to smell a little bit gross down there, I can just spray on the Crop Reviver and it's it feels wonderful, very refreshing. And uh, Mrs. Duper definitely appreciates it. These products smell great. Their manly scent is attractive and will help set the mood, if you know what I mean. Um, also, the perfect package comes with a pair of Manscaped boxers that will keep your junk feeling fresh all day long. It is time to upgrade those over your used pair of boxers. We've had a lot of stress this past year, so it's time to upsell yourself, you know, complete your grooming game with a new refined cologne, signature scent by Manscaped. Uh, this signature scent is the same that's in all uh, Manscaped formulas, so it is a perfect complement to the collection. It's not like you're going to, you know, use the Manscaped crop reviver and crop preserver and have different scents going on no it's all the same scent so you don't have to worry about that they thought of everything you can get 20 percent off plus free shipping with the code fsw radio all in caps at manscaped.com that's fsw radio all in caps at manscaped.com your balls will thank you you can get 20 percent off and free shipping with the code fsw radio all in caps at manscaped.com that's 20 percent off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code FSWRADIO, all in caps. Well, what a journey. Boy, you know, as a, as a fellow musician and, and somebody who's interested in art, and I mean, I had a very similar story to you. I mean, seeing Star Wars for the first time blew my mm -hmm. mind. That's why I'm doing this podcast, right? Um, I mean, and also, be, <laughs> sure. also because I hate myself and I, I, I want to ruin my life and my social life, of course. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, talk about how those moments you know developing your craft have been influenced by those who have come before you too because like you mentioned like uh the the um the titans movie oh this the skeletons in that film <laughs> are so famous i mean as a stop motion thing it's just <laughs> unbelievable there's been so much great work that's come prior to to what you're doing now and the, and the industry has changed so much so so talk about that kind of <laughs> balance between the past and tradition and like the you know the the new technology and and how things are developing in the future sure sure um i mean i guess just for myself I'm, I'm more of a i'm a less digitally inclined viewer as i am probably a creator um as people who are a little younger than i am i still like a piece of rubber lit well shaking versus a digital effect so uh the jawa video is actually the first video i've ever done stop motion wise that has zero anything it is just raw stop motion 20 there's no motion blurs there's no photoshops there's no uh wires amazing no digital um, effects of any kind yeah nothing nothing yeah i mean i i've used a lot of motion blur in the past you know to blend frames together which is definitely a new thing um back you know in like the 80s when you had phil tippett 
doing the stop motions for Empire Strikes Back, Dragon Slayer, you know, sure. uh, Empire uh, Return of the Jedi, and then of course the Harryhausen Clash of the Titans, which was kind of like a, the biggest thing at the time, it's, from what I remember. Um, you know, like the thing that threw people's minds off of that drew their eye to the stop motion. And why it became less fashionable was because of the lack of motion blur. You you could re, you know there, it, it looks you know it would look weird. Every frame is weird. so clear because it is a photograph, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I do remember that they used motion blur on the development of like the AT-ATs. That was a critical part with the Tauntauns, and and that Phil Tippett was I think yes. involved in that, if I'm not mistaken. Oh. He developed this technique called go motion, which sounds crazy to me. So those at-ats had little motors in them. And if I'm not totally off base, what they would do is they would they would line it up so it was going to move into the next frame. And when they would take the frame on the 35-millimeter camera, the puppet would move. Okay. And it would create <laughs> a motion blur, like an old-school motion blur. Amazing. So st- Somehow they had it synchronized maybe with the camera so that it would move right at the end of the exposure or right at the beginning somehow or something. Huh, huh. Interesting. That kind of when, 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 when I hear stories about that or like Ray Harryhausen's, uh, you know how he had the three different screens and you, you know, he would have, you know, this screen set up and then in the middle was the animation table. And then there was another screen and he would Vaseline out little pieces of one screen and, <laughs> animate and then project those all onto the back screen and i'm like i just open up after effects and after a few you know right. a little cut and pasting you you know it's crazy what they used to have to do to uh achieve those visuals that they did um certainly cgi changed all of that in some ways um, those limitations okay. i think were you know forced them to be much stronger storytellers and the the motion you actually see like the way they choreographed it had to be so well conceived mm-hmm. because they didn't have the ability to go back in after effects and maybe subtly adjust things or kind of clean up their mistakes right. as easily so um, maybe that's why some of those early stop motion uh, performances were just so captivating to the audience mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it always it's very it's my mind-blowing to me that uh you would work all day on a shot and you'd have to send it to the lab and it might come back the next day and be, you know, as animators say, totally janky. <laughs> and you, you can't, I mean, we're so spoiled nowadays. I mean, I'm watching the animation be created as I'm doing it. So if I see something weird, I could just go fix it. It's no big deal. Um, yeah. It, those uh, like Harry Hosen to me is like a true, like he's like a cowboy or something, you know, he's like sure. the man with no name, you yeah. know, <laughs> he's like George Lucas, <laughs> the stuff you know, he did, I can't, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Cool. So as a, as a creator, you know, you, you have gotten a lot of notoriety and, and uh, kind of fame because of this video. And you said, you, you know, kind of weren't expecting it. Um, what what before this was sort of uh, your major, you know, kind of best known project or project that you were the most proud of, I guess, uh, prior to this Jawa Van Halen solo? Yeah, I'm, I'm really picky about projects. That, like, I, I have to really be like... Uh, really into it to accept a, a job um, just because I know how much work is going to go into it I, I, like you had said earlier I, I have zero social life um, I just gave up on all that stuff um, I, my last date was 11 years ago <laughs> right when I started animating so so yeah I, 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 you know I know that I must kind of like 
I don't want to do anything else. So I go seven days a week, 10, 12 hours a day, whatever, until I'm tired. Uh, I don't want to do anything right. else. I, so in picking projects, it's real important that I know that, oh, not only can I deliver this on time for the client, that's, uh, the, you know, the, and do a great job or as best I can. Um, that's usually mm -hmm. the most important. Uh, second of all, it's like got to be something that I can dig into because I know that it's just going to be me hour after hour, day after day, week after week, you know, trying to make this thing. So, I, I mean, I'm actually really happy, proud and happy with all of the work I've done so far. Um, uh, I've done, you know, mostly music videos up to this point as far as uh, client mm -hmm. relationships. Uh, the Four Stroke Baron videos, that's kind of a, a smaller known band. They're, they're working their way up. The first project I worked on with them was a video called Planet Silver Screen. And, uh, you know, they had approached me. They saw a Mastodon video that I had done a few years before. And they, they were, they, you know, they said, well, we just want to work with you. We don't know what we want to do. I wanted to do oh, the Star yeah, Wars that would be, That's a much more complex project. <laughs> so so I, I just, yeah, so I just pitched it right back to them. I said, what about an intergalactic alien bar? You guys are the band. And we'll just start there. And as it goes, we'll develop a story. So, yeah, that was definitely a Star Wars-themed idea that I was able to push into, you know, somebody else's art. Um, the thing that I'm, that's probably the most scene that I've made, um, it actually, I mean, it absolutely dwarfs the Jawa is I worked with the, with the artist Ghostmane and, uh, the, the, the video that I did with him, I think it has like almost 9 million views or something. It's, oh, wow. it's kind of mind blogging, you know, it's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. And working with him was interesting because he, he, him and his team had an awesome treatment. Like they sent me this treatment and I read it and I was like, I have to make that. I, I this is so cool and it's so in my wheelhouse. Um, and I, you know, they, I, I heard the song. It was very short. It's only two minutes. And I thought, wow, this could be really cool because you're gonna have to pack a every th single shot has to further the story along. There's there's no like uh, artsiness to it. It's very boom, 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 boom. Um, there's yeah, no I'm kind of, of filler like bridge shot be, where you can dissolve something nothing, or other, right? No, no, I tried. <laughs> I tried to kill time, but no, it was just a really, really a tight edit. So, uh, and and I, I really the main character in that. I, I really felt bad for him by the end of the video. I, you know, even though he's a puppet, and you know, I actually felt bad <laughs> for the guy. Through I'm the like, ringer. dude, you are screwed, man. <laughs> he is done for. Yeah, I don't know how you're getting out of this one. That's buddy. wonderful. That's wonderful. Well, your your connections, yeah, uh, you know, yeah. with the music industry, I guess, has has served you well. Then, um, you know, in your in your stop motion career, because you have those connections. You have you you know you may you may not be working as a professional musician now, but you can at least think like one and so what when you're able to do oh, projects yeah. uh, that that must be a great asset for you and i was actually curious i i should have probably asked you before we uh before we actually had you in your do the interview who is actually performing the solo in the jawa eruption van halen video that you recorded Ooh, is that a secret or that's magic <laughs> that's magic <laughs> no no it's not magic uh, i'm happy to spill the beans um basically what you know once before i there was even a jawa i started um, just, uh, you know, going and looking everywhere for footage, you know, mainly YouTube. And uh, obviously nobody was filming Eddie in 1977 when he played that solo in the studio. So there is no visual reference for it to, um, from what I could tell. So I went through a lot of his epic guitar solos, which, you know, 10, 15 minutes, and he hits on all those parts 
So I would try to, you know, grab little bits and pieces of that, speed it up, slow it down to try and match it up to, you know, the, the actual original audio track. And then I found some really great cover versions mm-hmm. of guys who, t- 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 I mean, I could, if I closed my eyes, it sounded just like Eddie or as, I mean, I, I, okay, I can't say just like Eddie, but it sounded close. Um, Indistinguishable so, so to the we, novice it, listener, let's say. Right, right. And and for me, it was most important were the fingers on frets. Uh, you know, there was no point in trying to do this if I wasn't going to try to be as faithful as I possibly could to the original guitar playing. Mm-hmm. Um, there's definitely parts in it where uh, if he went any faster, I don't know. Like there were parts where, you know, in 24 frames per second where, uh, let's say, right hand is, is I, tr- tremolo picking up and down. It's every other frame. Right, right. So fast <laughs> up, that it's... Up, down, up, down, up, down. Yeah, if he went... Oh, if he was going just a tad bit faster, I don't know how... I'm pretty sure I'd have to like change the frame rate and animate it in 30 huh, seconds. Huh. Or 30 frames per second, rather. Or even possibly 60, which is crazy. <laughs> so for our listeners at home who maybe not be so tech-savvy, basically what you're saying is that Eddie Van Halen is playing like 12 or 24 notes per second. At times. At and times. so when you, when you animate that, you only get one... You only get 24 photographs yes. to fit into one second. Yep. So if there's more action than, than will fit into a second... You you yes. have to adjust it somehow, which is incredible. But yeah. you found a way to fake it, you know, through yeah. those little difficult passages. It looked really good to me. So yeah, I did, I did my best. So you best. can't divulge to you. You actually you got the right somehow to use a cover version then for for the video's music, or or well, the, somehow you've worked with somebody to get that. The the music is the is the Eddie Van Halen. That's the Van Halen's music. Um, you know, so it I'm, is actually him. Okay, yeah, that's, that's what I the, wondered. It's so. the studio track off the uh, first Van Halen album. Um, is the audio right, for right. the Jawa track? So um, have you had uh, any uh, anyone from his estate respond or demonetize you or uh, tell you like <laughs> you know you can't do this? Or... Not, not yet. <laughs> I, I, I mean, you get a you get an email yeah. you get an email from YouTube obviously saying um, you're in violation and uh, you know if you try to monetize this, it's going to get shut down. And then it said it was banned in like five countries because of the licensing deal and i looked and it was like north korea and afghanistan and i was like well uh, i don't care (laughs) (laughs) i don't care about if they get it i i hope that this actually gets you connection with his son at least and so you can share a moment and you know you can tell him maybe uh you know why you did this uh maybe you can play this interview for him yeah yeah you never know um, that's cool that that you're able to actually use the original audio and you didn't have to adjust it to fit the stop motion yeah Um, yeah it was probably pretty pretty challenging it was it was it's more like uh i shaped everything is is adjusted to the audio like the the first track i put in was the audio so everything is tailored to that you know so shot by shot right. you know if i couldn't find a reference for this fingering or for that i would grab things and speed them up and slow them down to get them as close you know to try to match it as close as possible just cuz i knew that i just knew if you're going to do this um, everybody's going to be really mad at you if it's just like some noodly nonsense. It's not, you know, it's pointless. Exactly. Don't even do it. Don't even do it. You know? So yeah, yeah. it, it yep. was, a, but it was also an amazing deep dive into, uh, what, how he attacked that guitar in some ways. Um, I'm, I'm a drummer. Uh, I can play a little guitar. We could hang at the campfire and, you know, we could do Margaritaville or whatever, but like doing that 
level yeah. of guitar playing and how and uh, the aggression of how he would like pull the strings. Um, I tried to get as much as that as I could to just, I, I would exaggerate it, you know, make them really like if he did a string bend, I'd push the string all the way to the top of the fret just to exaggerate it, you know? So I know that modern, um, silic, you know, puppets for stop motion are typically made out of silicon or mm -hmm. some kind of foam latex, uh, composite or something mm -hmm. in this case though, with those guitar strings, how do you, how do you get a substance that's so thin that's able to bend and hold its position while you take pictures. Cause the strings are actually moving yeah. in that video. Yep. Uh, How did you accomplish that? Well, amazingly enough, I, I didn't have to do much. Those are the strings that came on the guitar and I, I think they're fishing lure. <laughs> I think it's fishing lure, <laughs> which is, wow. in, which is wow. what, what I would have used if those strings weren't, cause you could stretch that stuff all over the place and uh, um, you know, it, it's, you know, it won't break. But yeah, those are the right, actual. Right. Yeah, those were the strings that came on the mini guitar. Um, they were there. Uh, it's one string, and it starts at the head, and then it goes down, and it goes through the body, and then it comes out. And it goes. So you can't break. Oh, one okay. Of, you can't so it's break sort of needle of and threaded. Yeah, yeah. It's threaded through the pickup guard, so it's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Wow, that's cool. It's a yeah. Really, I mean, that just the fact. Oh, go ahead. Go oh, ahead. I was just going to say those those mi miniature guitars are really, really uh, nice. They're really cool. They're high quality. They it, are. You know, just the fact that it was like fishing line, it, it sort of reminds me of some of the other lo-fi solutions mm -hmm. that have been used in sure. Star Wars for other effects. Um, one of my favorites is like in the, the prequels in the Temple of Theed, I think it is. Mm -hmm. Or no, maybe it's in Attack of the Clones for the waterfalls mm -hmm. uh, in, in on Naboo. They use salt, wow. uh, you know, just kind of pouring down. So it wasn't uh, some fancy CGI or anything. It was just this very, you know, simple effect that was accomplished with uh, every everyday household objects. So, Abs so Tom, like thinking about Star Wars and your inspiration, uh, what effects uh, would you have wanted to be most a part of um, from, you know, the stop motion? I mean, of mm. course, mainly the original trilogy, but right. they did use some stop motion in the prequels and the uh, the sequels as well. Uh, mm -hmm. So how about how about it? What, what would be your choices for the parts you would be most mm. proud to work on? Oh, my God. Well, even though this character was not stop motion animated, uh, a stop motion rancor would have been amazing in the you know in the the job of the hut sequence in Jedi. Um, that's once again Phil Tippett. Right. You know he he's puppeteering that and he is also the stop motion animator. Um, I mean I yeah I I that, know originally for that they were planning to use a guy in a suit and boom. it just didn't work right. Sure. And sure. so then they ended up doing it stop motion and the results are fantastic. So. Yeah yeah it's really <laughs> cool. Yeah yeah that's a big one. That's a big one. Great. I don't. I don't know about animating those at ats uh, from the from the the stuff I've looked at from the pictures. It's like Phil Tippett's under a set, and there's a little trap door behind a little s snow mound, and between frames he pops up, <laughs> makes the move, and then off he goes. And <laughs> like a that, little that, groundhog. Yeah, you know? <laughs> that had to be incredibly uh, just you know I, his back must have hurt. That's all I can think. <laughs> he must have night nightmares of that on Groundhog Day every year. I suppose. So. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Very cool. So what other creatures in Star Wars uh, give you inspiration or or you would like, you know, maybe uh, in the future to be uh, involved with something that you might consider doing? 
Ah, uh, that's you got Jawas, uh, so we know you like Jawas. You must have yeah. loved the Mandalorian because they oh featured so God. heavily in the Mandalorian. I yeah, Mandal- <laughs> Mandalorian is like biblical to me. I it, it really <laughs> blew me away um, on so many different fronts. Uh, not to mention the amazing CG that they accomplished with the background work, and I mean it's just beautiful. Um, right, the uh, volume has really afforded new uh, new worlds, you know. Mm-hmm. That they yeah, use that, the volume, that's a. So. It just the look of it was absolutely incredible. Um, God, I don't know. I, I would make anything. I mean, uh, it's not really about what I would want to make. If somebody asked me to make something, then you know, the, the, I would. Yeah, that would be more. I, I'll make any of it. You know, I don't even care. Yeah. <laughs> so, so as a as a stop motion animator now, I mean, since CGI has become kind of the norm and standard in the industry, where do you mm-hmm. see yourself uh, in the future? I mean, in terms of uh, your career, what kind of? Uh, I know you say you do a lot of music videos. Are you anticipating mm-hmm. more work like that, or possibly other shows? Uh, like Netflix style series or what, what would you like to be working on next in the future? Sure. Uh, right now, um, the project that I was working on that came to a halt, a break, uh, is those HP Lovecraft uh, project called the beast in the cave. And we're doing, uh, I'm working with a few other people on this one and it's a stop motion adaptation of that short story. Um, we took it in a, the, it's actually kind of one of his more boring stories. That's why I wanted to do it because <laughs> there was so much room, you know, it's a guy sitting in a cave in the dark contemplating his life and he hears a noise. That's kind of the whole gist of it. I thought the cosmic horror of lost in, you know, blackness. And so, so we took, we took that into, you know, a lot of different, uh, you tried to make it as frightening as possible, but it's, you know, for me, it's a bloodless affair, which is a, usually I'd like to pile on gore. Uh, if you've seen some right, of my right. earlier stop motions, <laughs> yeah, I, I do go for shock value when, when that's called for. Um, not all the time, obviously. Love it. We have to hook you up with uh, with Darth Drivel, who's a guy we know who's a director who does a lot of horror work um, and music videos, coincidentally mm-hmm. enough, and he may be able to, to you know, have some ideas for future projects. It sounds like you have, like, have a lot in common, so. Sure, sure. <laughs> but, but uh, yeah, back to the, the future question, um, I tend to get booked out pretty far in advance because of the amount of time uh, these projects generally take for me. Uh, so the Lovecraft project is... It's 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 scheduled to be wrapping up in May. Um, mm-hmm. Then I then I start another music video with uh, Four Stroke Baron. That's supposed to take me till October. And then there's a just just like a bunch of projects that we'll see which one come you know which one blossoms and which ones still need to be seated. It's you know it's right now a little hard to tell. So tell us about your work process now. I mean, given this is not a normal year with the pandemic and, and mm-hmm. self-lockdowns and quarantines and all that. So in a normal year, where would you be producing these kind of segments? I mean, still in your home studio or uh, would you be traveling around? Um, there, there could. I mean, there is potential to travel around. I've had offers like that. Um, I honestly just really like being in my own shop. Uh, I, I, I enjoy, I used to live in Los Angeles. Um, I've, I've kind of lived all over the country and, uh, I, it's all beautiful. It's all fantastic. Um, but I do kind of like the, uh, uh, you know, the quietness and the, uh, isolation that I get up here in Wisconsin. Um, the pandemic aside from ob- the obvious, uh, you don't get sick. Um, don't get people sick, that kind of stuff. I've, I started social distancing in 2011. 
So yeah. <laughs> right. So I mean, I'm, uh, yeah, it wasn't. It really. I mean, it really wasn't. Uh, it didn't change much for me, to be honest with you. you know, in a way, this art form is sort of lends itself to a pandemic. I mean, you can do it on your own at mm-hmm. your in your home uh, studio, uh, yeah. you know, or workshop or whatever you have you. And and in a way, it's 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 a uh, it, perfectly designed for that because you kind of need the privacy and and, yeah. and stuff to focus and think about everything. So. No, absolutely. That's amazing. When it when huh. the when the when the quarantine first started last year, um, it, I woke up one morning and checked my email and I thought, what, what's what's going on? Every <laughs> I mean, I have so many emails and then I would talk to another animator friend and they're like, dude, there's so much work. Like everybody wants these small, you know, like one man kind of projects, and uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, it was it was kind of weird. I, I mean, I felt a little bad because. Um, other people are, you know, going out of work, especially in entertainment industry, you know, across the board, whether it's theater, TV, film, uh, music. Um, mm. and yeah, I, 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 we were kind of swamped, but, uh, that, that, that's passed. <laughs> right. Right. Well, we kind of weathered the storm and, and it yeah. seemed like maybe the lights at the end of the tunnel as it were, and the, the pandemic death star is getting ready to explode its ashes across the galaxy. Um, we hope, so what, we what hope. do you have planned next? I mean, uh, can we expect, you know, this this to become a series of like um, artists who have passed away? Like, can we expect to see next maybe Jabba the Hutt perform Rush's <laughs> uh, Neil Peart's drum solo oh, or something? Oh, or maybe right, uh, right. I was thinking about Max Rebo playing Lean On Me, Bill Withers, you know? <laughs> right uh, on, right on. <laughs> no, I mean, the, I, I honestly, um, I have no plans of more Jawa Van Halen styled, you know, if I hit a snag in a schedule and it, I have a month to kill, there's a good shot that something <laughs> like that could happen. Um, the, I mean, the possibilities right. are endless, obviously, to uh, pairing things up. Um, you know, as a drummer, I certainly would love to do a Neil Peart, but I, I, yeah, I, I can't I can't say when that would actually happen now that I'm back to work. Um, you know, interesting. Well, there's always that chance. The pairings are never ending. Uh, you know, a sand person <laughs> playing Moby Dick, Led Zeppelin. I mean, it's just you could go oh, forever. Yeah, I love it. It, it, even <laughs> if you want and even to move outside the Star Wars universe. I mean, it, it could never end. Um, yeah. But yeah, I actually Great. don't have a anything really planned um the the whole thing was the challenge was to try to animate eruption and uh you know the chawa came in there and and yeah it's it's done now i'm glad most people seem to be enjoying it which is all it's supposed to do is make you happy it's not it's not deep it's not you know it shouldn't make you mad or anything it's just a fun little piece of art you know in tribute to a musical god and you know that's it uh well, Tom, I think you, I, I, I think you're selling a Star Wars fans short. They will find a way to hate you for this somehow. I mean, they, you know, some well, some nerd out there is analyzing this, and they're like, no, the Jawas' eyes are twenty percent too dim uh, based on the gas in that universe galaxy. <laughs> the the refraction of the photons, will, you know. So don't 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 uh, don't uh, uh, hedge your bets. You're going to get right. hate mail. <laughs> right, right, right. And, and not only that, but uh, and I'll just tell you this really quiet because I don't want anybody to know, but I like The Last Jedi. 
I know it's not perfect. No, I know it's not perfect. A- yeah, I know it's not perfect. I know it's got problems. I feel like they all have a little problems, but there was some cool looking stuff in it, you know? Like, so yeah, I, I, that if that should bring the hate, if anything does. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Well, yeah, we love yeah. to troll those fans, so um, yeah. I'm all, I'm all with you on that. So. Um, great. Well, Tom, you know, we have a loyal listener, uh, listenership audience, and, and they love getting into these insights into uh, how creators like yourself work. I mean, you're you're sort of straddling that world where you're a, you're a super fan, but then you're also an actual creator who's doing stuff that, uh, you know, fans can watch. So um, if anybody wants to follow you or get at you, what, where can they find your information? What's the best way for fans to get a hold of you or to follow you? Oh, uh, to, fo- to follow me um, at TJY.mo on Instagram is where I'm the most active. Uh, uh, my YouTube channel is a good spot to, you know, I, there's a playlist on there of basically everything I've made thus far as far as stop motion. And uh, ThomasJYaginski.com is my website. That's easy to get a hold of me there. All right. Would you, how much would I have to pay you to get you to do a minute blurb of Storm Duper and stop motion? That's my last Ooh. question. <laughs> well, Storm, you seem really cool. I'm sure we could work You'd, something out very reasonable. <laughs> You'd need a purple mohawk though. That's the, you know, that's the essential characteristic. So <laughs> I could do, I could do purple mohawk. <laughs> great. Great. All right. Well, um, Tom, it's been an absolute delight having you in the studio today and I wish you all the best with your future ventures. Uh, in stop motion 24 frames a second so thank you very much for uh for stopping in today absolutely thank you so much for having me on this is my first podcast so this was fantastic yeah fantastic thank you thank you storm and very unfortunately that's all we have time for today i'd like to thank my guest a very heartfelt thank you to mr tom yegadinsky the stop motion genius who created that wonderful Jawa Eruption Van Halen solo, which if you haven't seen on YouTube, you need to watch it today, right now. Thanks to Manscaped.com. You can go to Manscaped.com and get 20% off plus free shipping with the code FSWRADIO, all in caps. And if you follow Faking Star Wars on Twitter and Instagram at Faking Star Wars or on Facebook at Facebook.com slash RealFakingStarWars, I'll be your best friend. If you want to submit a question for us on Twitter, please use the hashtag FSWRadio and we'll read it on the next episode. You can also get fantastic Faking Star Wars t-shirts and other lovely items like mugs and mouse pads and masks and bibs, all kinds of cool stuff at bit.ly slash FSWMerch. And if you'd like, you can follow me on Twitter. I'm at StormDuper. You can also follow our other hosts, Vegan the Hut and Teeb Rontor at Vegan the Hut and at Teeb Rontor, R-O-N-T-R. And please follow FSW Radio on Twitter and Instagram as well. I know you love what you hear and you'd like to be involved. Well, one simple way is you can support our Patreon. Our Patreon is patreon.com slash fakingstarwars. We'd love to have you sign up and get on board. Get on the football team. We need your help. You gotta support us, Fakers, financially so that we can keep making these episodes. You can support us for as little as a dollar a month. You know, one dollar a month is twelve bucks a month. That's a pizza. So you can join Fake Jedi Padawan Stephen Howard or Rick Swift, the Mediacratics, Darth Taxis, and Keith Harmon, who faithfully support us at the Fake Jedi Knight level. 
And if you've not written us a review, please consider giving us a five-star review on iTunes, Podchaser, or your podcast platform of choice. It really helps us appear when people search for Star Wars on their podcast app, and we are trying to take over the galaxy. And if you write us a funny review, I promise you I will read it on an upcoming episode, and you'll probably get a Twitter follow for it as well. One more thing before we go, please join our FSW Discord server. That free online chat room is full of fakers discussing Star Wars, nerd culture, and playing some games. It's a really vibrant, fantastic community, and we'd love you to be a part of it at bit.ly slash FSW Discord. Make sure it's FSW, all in caps. As always, stay tuned to FakingStarWars.net for a quality Star Wars comedy, parody, and satire. And thanks to you and all of our followers for listening. May the foe be with you. We'll see you next time. <laughs>